on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Get ready for an amazing show. Kidder and I have a ton of hockey news to talk about. We got a little bit of wrestling news to talk about. We're going to talk about hamburgers for some reason. And Kidder does an unboxing, which is amazing because Kidder never unboxes anything. I know the whole world's coming apart, but it's okay because you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork all beverage, Enjoy time with The friends. Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that comes at you with all of the reckless abandon of wearing clown shoes in a minefield. I'm your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well there, Jayco. <sighs> been a day it's been a week it's been a thing so it is what it is here we are i mean i'm alive i'll take that small steps how you doing Uh, you know i'm actually cut my finger too oh i'm sorry do do you you need a band do do you need a band-aid no good because you don't, you don't have any present. Uh, yeah, you're, you'd be correct. Because Kidder, when I cut myself, I use super glue. Well, I don't. I have canned air. Uh, no, fun, fun fact for you, Kidder. Right? Uh, super glue was actually uh, really created in World War II and was used as kind of a liquid bandage for wounds. So that's why it does so well at gluing, you know, like appendages together. Uh, Kidder, I'm, I'm glad that you said my classic trademark line because uh, it's been actually a decent week for me, but mostly because I took some days off. Uh, so I'm having my second four-day weekend in a row. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Um, you know, spend time with the family, with the kids. Uh, we took them over to Mandan for their... Um, Christmas lights display that they have in um, Dykstrom Park. Checked that out. Took some photos. It was good times. And uh, and guess what, Kidder? As we were leaving, I happened to bump into somebody. And I Play literally around. had to, like, bump into them because, like, they didn't even notice I was was there. Do, do, I, do I want to take a guess on, on who I may have run into at this event? I said Charlie Brown, but no, no, no. This is this is an actual person, someone I mean, we know. Oh, someone to catch out in the wild is kind of a rare thing. I'm going down a list <laughs> because the older we get, the more it grows. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> well, put it I'll put it this way. Like, I'm not drunk enough for this. I haven't had any alcohol. <laughs> well, well, hang it there. Hang it there. Like, this person is so rare for us to uh, to run into that there may be a lot of times where we've said, like, hey, you should come game with us, and we get a no. Your brother? No. <laughs> no. Good guess, though. No. <laughs> no. Well, we know it's not your dad. 
Um, Stop my dad. I'm not related to him. Try to think what other hints I can give you. Uh, Oh, okay. I'll I'll give you this one. It'll it'll give it away though. But uh, they were in your wedding party. Huh? It would have to be Will. Yes. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I ran into the good doctor. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. It was his birthday. He didn't. He didn't mention it. Yes, uh, ran into him, had a had a slight chat, which was kind of weird and awkward, because for some reason he was under the impression that I wasn't in Bismarck anymore, but I'm still in Bismarck. I'm still doing the same job, but he thought that was different. So that was it was kind of like no, no, I'm still doing what I was always doing. Uh, he asked about the podcast. He says, "You guys still doing that every week?" Which uh, Usually a great signal to me, like, hey, you don't listen. <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, yeah. In fact, we're recording an episode tonight. He's like, oh, you do that from the studio? We sure I'm do. Like, I'm like, yeah, the comfort of our own homes. He's like, oh, that's better. I'm like, I'm like yeah, we can drink there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can we can drink here. We don't have to go anywhere. So makes exactly. it even better. Exactly. And Kidder, let's get to drinking. Let's get to everybody's favorite segment of the show. And that is what's on tap. And sir, you since you've been having the bad week, the honors are yours, good sir. What are you kicking us off with tonight? That's that's just uh, just my bad shoulder. You know, the old podcast injury. Let's see here. I mean, I got a couple things there, a couple things there, but um, it's Glenda Lock time. Cool. He's pulling out the big guns. Yep. Yep. This is a Glenda Lock pot stilled Irish whiskey. Very delicious. Do recommend uh, adding this to your whiskey collection if you're a whiskey drinker. The uh, man on the bottle is St. Kevin. Stood apart. And this whiskey does the same. This quintessentially Irish style of whiskey, pot still, is first matured in American oak, ex-bourbon casks. Then it's matured in Irish oak casks made from trees felled in the mountains around the distillery. While the bourbon casks soften and sweeten the whiskey, the higher levels of flavor in the Irish oak casks complement and balance the classic pot still spices. This is a 43% alcohol by volume and a uh, 750 milliliters right here. This is aged for three years in the bourbon barrels, and then they finish it in the oak barrels after that. Uh, Let's see. This is bottle number 271 out of cask two, batch number one, and tree number four. The cool thing is you can go on their website and then look for this specific information at the bottom of the bottle and then actually see the tree that they felled to make the cask. So let's get this from the the Wicklow Mountains. Yeah. Just, uh, woohoo, yeah. 
For a second, I thought I was going to have a party foul and uh, spill some, but thankfully that did not happen. So, mm, Howard's not even watching the pour, so <laughs> that was kind of disappointing, but <laughs> uh, I did the old classic. A little bit, little, little more, a little more, a little more. I'll see it in the edit, man. I'll see it while I'm editing. I should have been recording then. <laughs> oh, right. I guess you didn't say anything. Magic and wonders of technology. I don't know where I am. So I like we've been doing this show for, you know, a couple of years. I mean. <laughs> mm. Yeah, let's just. Here we go. Just uh, get a little. Here we go. Well, after shave. <laughs> Ode to whiskey. Yeah. There we go. Our blues. What do you have going on over there? Well, uh, Kidder, first I, I, I do have to ask. Uh, you know, I sent you a little video on the whole uh, freezer old fashioned. And I, I meant to follow up with you. You going to do it? Uh, for anybody who didn't know, uh, I found a video where a guy basically took a bottle of whiskey and mixed up his old-fashioned mix, and then he just stores it in the freezer. So anytime he wants an old-fashioned, he just pulls it out of the freezer, opens it up, pours it into his glass, ready to go. And I was just kind of curious, Kidder, because like, I sent it to you, I'm like, Kidder might enjoy this. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was just going to follow up and go, mm -hmm. you going to do it, man? Are you going to? Make yourself some freezer old-fashioned. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just enjoying this. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like a good idea at the time, but then it also seems like I need to then do that. So for anybody who hasn't known Kidder as long as I have, that is a Kidder no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, Kidder, uh, for for myself, I have two tasty brews. I'm going to say they're tasty because, you know, hope uh, to consume this evening. And we're into winter. I thought I would actually uh, drink some winter beer. And, um, hey, I actually think, Kidder, this is pretty close to like our Christmas episode. So hmm. I put the tree up. Got, the, got the tree. Same. My tree's up as well. well uh, now, you, now you gotta lean over. There well, you go. I, I had see the tree. Tree. Right there. Uh anyway, so I'm starting off uh with uh this particular brew from the Surly Brewing Company. It is their winterize winter lager. It is six percent alcohol by volume. Uh, there's nothing really for tasting notes on this. I looked at it earlier. Uh, what it does have is a pair of sticky notes with a to-do list on here. And, uh, it includes such things as tune up snowblower, replace furnace filter, enjoy the first snowstorm of the season. Nobody does that. Try to remember who borrowed your jumper cables. Was it Dave? It was probably Dave. Dave's buy not here. Yeah, I know. Uh, buy new choppers. Immediately lose one. Google Arizona real estate. 
Uh, move car before snow emergency gets called. Get towed because you moved it to the wrong side. Laugh at your neighbor for getting his rear wheel drive beater stuck in a snowdrift. Help push him out anyway. Spend minimum of one day stranded at airport for spring break and put winter gear away too soon. I have to take a, a little bit of critique here with those last two because All that's not suck. Yeah, because because that's not winterizing. Like the the first post note is clearly all winterizing, but you get to that second one and where it's you know, especially the bottom half where it's you know yeah, spend a minimum day stranded at an airport for spring break. That's not winterizing, man. Clearly, they had the idea for the post notes and such, and then they ran out of ideas for winterizing before they got you know to the bottom. Like they should have put down things like hang your Christmas lights up before Thanksgiving. So, that, you know, you don't have to do it in the snow on uh, the sniff test. It is a logger. Nothing overly coming through. It's not bad. Not bad. Uh, it's got a very uh, weedy taste to it, Kidder, which I know you would enjoy. But otherwise, you know, it's right kind of in the, the same lines, I'd say, of like a green belt um, or any of your other kind of just classic lagers. Um, but it's nice. It's smooth. It's got a very smooth taste to it. Hmm. That's enjoyable. That is a very drinkable beer. Although you don't want to have too many of these with that 6% alcohol by volume. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking straight, so well, here we go. I, yeah, I, well, I, I get that you're doing that. I'm just saying, like, if you were to buy a six-pack of this, don't drink the whole six-pack. You know? Not? Well, you know, some of us like to be functional the next day. Oh, I was thinking you're just thirsty. Uh, well, you know. Listen, I mean, if I were to drink three of these, I'd be gone. But, you know, you I, well, I'm Where'd just saying, you come from? where did you go? Don't sing that too loud. My wife will come down here ready to dance. It's one of her favorite wedding songs. I've actually had weddings where, like, me and her have been at different parts of, you know, like, the reception area. And that song comes on and she will hunt me down. It happens, man. Every time. Every time. Hmm. So, yeah. But no, uh, as for a rating, <clears throat> you know, I, I would probably give this a four. It's, a, it's decent. It's good. It's good. I'm going to enjoy that. So, first brew of the night, pretty tasty, pretty successful. <clears throat> so... Um, speaking of Cotton Eye Joe, Kidder, I had the opportunity to work hockey today, and uh, I passed. Uh, yeah, uh, they apparently needed a goal judge to work two games, and I just I was like, no, I, I've been doing a lot of work. I'm wanting to spend time at home with the family, so I passed, and uh, which is rare. I'm usually always a guy who says, yep, sign me up, I'll do it. But uh, I, I need a, I'm trying to take a little bit more time uh, and to focus in on myself and the things that bring me happiness. Uh, 
and such like painting uh last night kidder i actually opened all four of the uh magic the gathering doctor who commander decks what yeah i opened them up i might Built leave little- it in the box forever I, I I put the, the card box together. I, I shuffled through the cards, which are A, gorgeous. Uh, and two, I love all of the Doctor Who art and all of the references kind of throughout. Like almost every card is a reference to Doctor Who. Um, it hopes so <laughs> being a Doctor Who magic card. Well, collection. right. Well, I mean, there are some that are reprints, um, but it's amazing how even the stuff that's a reprinted card like they, the art that they got really is fitting for what the card title was and such. Um, Kinder, it, it has uh, one of uh, your favorite episodes is a card that is dinosaurs on a spaceship. Well, I didn't buy that set, so I don't need that. <clears throat> oh, it's in the set you have. Damn it. Why would you do that? I, I mean, I didn't do it. I'm just telling you. It sounds like you did it. You pers- per- personally and perfectly set it up playing the long game. Uh, I mean, no, but I'm glad that you think I have that much power over Wizards of the Coast. Um, so, Kinder, when you uh, eventually open yours, uh, you will, of course, get your uh, collector booster sample. And I think you also picked up one other like collector booster pack. I was going to say yeah, I'm waiting for that to show up. Yeah. Uh, when you get those and you, you do open them, uh, I ended up with my four sample booster things. I ended up with two copies of the uh, sixth doctor. So I'm willing to trade you one of those for anything you feel like trading. So hmm. I'll just I'll just throw that out there, you know, hmm. I don't. If I get two sixth doctors. Well, I'll trade you a sixth doctor for a sixth doctor in okay. one of the most pointless trades ever. Perfect. Sounds like the NHL. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> makes just, no sense. You know, just in case, like you do get like a duplicate of something, and you're like, I don't really want a duplicate. Hmm. I am <clears throat> willing there. to do that. I just blew the dust off it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, this box in like seven out of ten condition. <laughs> this looks great with the <laughs> shiny, whiny, wibbly wobbly. Yeah, and I will just tell you, uh, Kidder, that is not a card. Hmm. I mean, that's uh, good because I'd be super pissed if this was the card and they put it on the friggin' front to get all scratched up. Yeah. No. Uh, there are two. Two. I have for a second thought the camera was in my microphone, so I don't know why I did that. Two uh, <laughs> copies of the doctor. The Look doctor. into my eyes when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Wait, I'm over here now. Yeah. <laughs> Look in my eye. Wait, wait, which camera am I on? Uh, yeah. Um, we haven't reached that quality production. We haven't even reached the quality of a production. We'll get there, man. Um, yes, you get two of the uh, foil uh, Ted's Doctor cards, including one of them is a bit thicker. It's got a it's got a much thicker quality. Uh, I think it's meant to definitely be your commander card so that you can mm. play with it and flip it and 
been searching, not worried out, but it's hmm. So just just so you're aware. Let me see. Mm-hmm. How do I open this without completely destroying everything? Uh you, you don't. You, you don't. You just open and destroy the box. It's okay. There's another box inside the box. But I like this box. It, it's bigger on the inside, isn't it? Actually, it's quite small on the inside. That's why you're dying. <laughs> I'm just surprised you're going to open it now. I mean, I, I, I honestly didn't think you would. But Well, I might as well do it now because there's, there's no time like yesterday. Oh, well, I mean, that's when I did it was yesterday. See? Look, I actually opened something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did a nicer job than I did opening mine. Mm. I kept trying to open them on the top. You, you, you were <clears throat> yes. You were smart. You went in through the bottom, but I knew I wasn't keeping those boxes. So, oh well. Or it should be a. Kind of Tardisy sound. So there's that. Um, That's the special cards. Uh, that would be your plane chase deck, and uh, your booster sampler is in there. Ah, the booster sampler. Okay, so then uh, out of here, uh, I guess there's right there the counters. Yep, yeah. and then and there's some on the sides too. Hmm. Yes, I see. And uh, we have the doctor, which uh, you can punch out as a little token for, I don't know, some sort of use. Tolkien? No, they already did the Lord of the Rings set. Uh, No, like uh, uh, South Park. I know you haven't seen that episode, but I haven't seen most episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. You naming uh, episodes of South Park mm. is like you naming people we went to high school together with. I mean, most of them ended up at UND, so I t- associate them somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't you remember that group on Facebook? No. Uh, I don't join a lot of groups on Facebook. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were in it back in the day because it was a. Uh, I went to Century and I recognized half the people here. Something to that effect. Why is this booster pack feel like it only has ah two cards? What a crock of garbage! Well, again, it's a, because it's the special edition. Yeah, it. it, it more than likely, they will be rares uh, and possibly. They foils. better be freaking rare for the price of the freaking packaging and the box set. Come on now. It. Look, it's 1960s Doctor Who. Let's see. I have card protectors. Always play safe cards. Gitter's now digging into one of his many drawers. He's grabbing some card protectors. 
Let's give him the old wiggle test. He's still digging. What else might be he finding in there? Hmm. It's uh yeah, still digging, still digging. Possibly, maybe. Uh seems like he's he's got something. He shuffles back to the computer. Ta da! Hey, it's back at card sleeves. Hey, I was thinking that I had a whole deck's worth of the hard cases, but apparently I don't at the moment. So maybe I should have ordered those when I ordered these. Okay. He's opening it, folks. He's cracking the pack. Yeah, this this is a rarity, so it's a good thing that this is being recorded. Mm -hmm. I'm glued to watching this because it's like, oh my gosh, Kidder's opening something. Hmm. The anticipation is probably just killing you. <laughs> no, not really. Not just. Wow. Well, then I'll just put these down for later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can open it up. I mean, no, no, I'm, no. <laughs> you, you, your interest level it seems like uh, it's pretty low. So I'll just wait until later. My, my my interest level is fine. I'm just saying. I'm not like I'm dying over here to find out what you got going on. Kind of seems I, like I'm, I'm just I'm just curious. You know, yeah. what's it gonna be? What did he yeah. end up with? Magic. With I, I ended up with magic. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on, let me foil this. <laughs> oh, for crap's sakes. They're the slightly larger ones, so they're too big for the damn sleeve. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. There he is. The sixth doctor himself. I'm guessing that's the uh, same card that you got as well. It is. <laughs> hey, scan this, and then you can discover the coolest cards ever. Ever. Mm -hmm. And then Pandora's box, which oddly looks very much like a board cube. Yeah, the Pandorica. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice, nice. I mean, nice. I... I can put that in this one. Yeah. A nice draw. Nice draw. <clears throat> I wonder if I have larger sleeves over here. This is some bowl. But that is funny. The odds that you got the sixth doctor out of all of the other ones. I mean, I know I got two. So I was like, oh, well, that's okay. I'll trade one to Kidder and that'll be that'll be fine. He'll he'll be happy with uh Getting a sixth doctor. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Get a drew a sixth doctor. He's uh, still looking for larger sleeves. Mm. Which makes for great audio radio. Uh, audio listening. I don't know. I, I'm unable to put words together tonight. It's, uh, it's interesting. I haven't drank that much. Mm. Clearly drink more. But... Trying to carry the show now. I mean, I got a couple more of the, the hard cases of various 
sizes. Well, Sixth Doctor, you can hang out in here. He'll like it. It's probably bigger on the inside. <laughs> it's the tapping for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's just funny. Hmm. Now, are all these the same? Uh, they are. They are a, a set, but they're kind of cool to look at and see it. You know, if you're a Doctor Who fan like we are, uh, they're all locations relevant to uh, the 9th, 10th, and 11th Doctor. Hoping to get us those ASMR listeners. Definitely not the viewers with the way that I look. So, <clears throat> All right, so there's the uh, Lux Foundation library. Mm-hmm. Luxy Turner. Silence. Yeah. The silent library. It would be okay. The, you know, it would be great if it just did the focusing there. So that's cool. All right. So we got uh, we got one, two. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares about this one. <clears throat> the astronaut from the lake. Uh, there you go. Plains Earth. With the little uh, station wagon there. Next up, uh, we have... Oh, Amy's house. Again, uh, this is the 10th Doctor set. I think they forgot. Uh, There we go, the Ood sphere. I'll hail the Ood. Okay, there we go. Uh, Next up, we have... The Human Time Lord Metacrisis. I didn't know that uh, was like a land card or place, but it, it's uh, a it's a phenomenon a phenomenon which can appear within plane chase. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd say phenomenon again, because then I could say do 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 do. I, I struggled to say it the first time, so. <laughs> The, the happiest and saddest place in the uh, universe. There we go with the two smartest facility. Okay. All right. This is the anticipation's killing me. The Prime Minister's Candid Room. That one has probably appeared in several of the Doctor's series over the years. But most uh, notably with the current run of the Master, or at least the Doctor ten, the Tenth Doctor's run with the Master, where the Master became Prime Minister. Yeah. And New New York. There you go. And finally... Pompeii, where we get a sneak peek of the 12th Doctor. Yeah. But not the actual 12th Doctor. It was just that he uh, used that uh, individual's face because he was... uh, uh, How did he word it? That he was sad, and uh, that way he always remembered. Yeah. 
Well, if the flipping thing would do the thing. Oh, well, well, it did it for a second. So there you go. All right. Well, there's those. How about that? That's quite the reveal. I don't have a protective sleeve big enough for those. Yeah, those are those are fairly large. I don't have protective sleeves for them myself. I kept them back in the envelope, much like you're doing. Hmm. And the winner is Rum Rocket Rumors. Of course it would be. Okay. You ever wonder what ever happened to Ska Scotch and Scuttlebutt? You never you never hear anything about that show. They probably sold out. Um, sorry, a little little winterized down the wrong pipe. Mm. 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 That's why you should prepare and put air in your tires. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's. Jeez. Yeah, careful. There's a lot of stuff on that other side. Good lord, people. Doctor. Mm-hmm. It's your spin down counter. I will just off the out of the gate with all of this. I mean, I do like the packaging. I like the pieces and everything. But why did we have to use the latest iteration of the Doctor Who logo? Why could we not use this logo right here? I'm guessing that was part I know of the licensing why. agreement. <clears throat> yeah. Now, now, Kidder, Kidder, but before you do that, I'm just going to tell you, there is a strip around kind of the top third that you can, yeah, that you can do that's a little bit easier than trying to pull at the top. I learned that on deck four last night. That was a poor enough rendition that we won't get sued. <laughs> ah, we'll probably get hit with like the original, like first doctor's theme. Cause that wasn't always the best quality. <laughs> so as I'm attempting to get a hold of said strip on the side here, which, um, I mean, I might get to the point and just F it and leave it closed. Um, (laughs) Did you know the new series, special uh, series, has begun? Yep. Yep. Uh, The missus and I have yet to watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, but we we're hoping to find an evening to to watch it. We just uh, we've been having a lot of trouble getting the kids to go to bed, so um, it makes it a little frustrating because then you know by the time they get to bed, then it's like ah, you know, we've had some rough nights. Uh, you just don't always necessarily like, man. I don't. I'm so tired. I don't really want to start Doctor Who because you know you might fall asleep during it. That's just not fun. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe tomorrow night. Hmm. 
check it out. So, hey, if you were tuning in thinking like, hey, they might actually discuss the newest special, come back in a week. Well, remember, there's another episode tomorrow. Hey, see, so you'll get two for the price of one. Which is good. Gives us a couple episodes to review. <clears throat> have you watched it yet, Kidder? Have you, uh, yep. have you seen it? Sure did. All right. <laughs> Kidder's going to have to hold his comments until next week. Man, like, I see what you said about, like, the cardboard foil-ish card, but... But why? Why have the exact same? I I told you, the one is kind of a card to play with as your commander. And then this is you just put in your deck. Uh, no, you wouldn't put it in your deck. You would... Put it in your collection. Huh? <laughs> I'll show yeah. you freaking people. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's so you have the one to use as your commander and the other one, yeah, you can put in your collection. I truthfully I don't know why they give you two. It's it doesn't make sense, but I'm not gonna complain about it. There you go. Yeah. Extra foily. Mm-hmm. Twice okay. the foil, twice the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rose Tyler. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a lot of these are the same, or that it is the same deck. The that I have? Yes. yes. Yep. It is a pre-built one hundred card deck uh for playing commander. Hmm. So your cards are the exact same as my cards. So I've already seen them all. Good old Wilfred. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told, told you a lot of lot of fun stuff as you uh, dive in. Dive into this. Everybody lives. Everybody Just hurts. Once. Everybody lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took it a different way. Sorry. Everybody hurts. There we go. I was going to put that much commitment into it, Kidder, but but thank you. Thank you for making up on my slacking. Four knocks. Ah, a regular version of the Pandorica. Yeah. The Wedding of River Song. Mm-hmm. The Adipo's Offspring. Uh, Astrid. You know, Kylie Minogue is still making new music, just in case you were curious. I wasn't, but thanks for the update. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm that's that's me. I'm here to give you updates on people who made music <laughs> around the year two thousand <laughs> and to today. <clears throat> the girl in the fireplace. Oh Martha Jones. Mm-hmm. The uh, nanogene conversation. Oh, a fresh duplicate. That's a straight out of hell. All of history all at once. The 11th hour. Very depressing time. Donna Noble. Amy Pond. The ecstatic beauty. Oh, the RMS Titanic. How about that? Mm-hmm. Ooh, a two-card 
Coward or killer? Hmm. Bad Wolf, The Parting of Ways. Ah, the Ninth Doctor. Fantastic. Sally Sparrow. And your favorite episode. Yep, Blink. There's uh, Mrs. Tennant. <laughs> Jenny, the generated anomaly, who is a Time Lord so soldier. Oh, Rory, the man who waited. Eleventh Doctor, we'll just and the War Doctor, regeneration restored. Ah, the soul of the TARDIS, Idris, in the face of Bo. Let's go just uh, say that soul of the TARDIS, uh, Idris. That particular episode, uh, Kidder was one of the ones written by Neil Gaiman. Mm -hmm. We talked about last episode. Mm hmm. Very good. Run! Ah, the day of the doctor, yes. Gallifrey Falls. No more. From the 50th special. Oh, look. There it is. We'll just toss <laughs> that off into nothingness. Old Kate Stewart. The rotating fireplace, the moment, the Transalor clock tower, the grasp of fate. One chance, last chance to say goodbye, Rose Tyler. I burned up a star to say goodbye. The farewell. I don't want to go. We're out of time with all of the doctors. The wedding ring. The refrain. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No. As foretold, fractured identity, a port town, the exotic orchard, the temple of triumph, the temple of enlightenment, the prairie stream. So Strictly like speaking, it's the 15th New York since the original. So that's it makes it new, 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 new York. Yeah, see, so Prairie Stream is a reprint card kitter, but mm. this is what I mean by like the flavor. Like they tied it into an episode. The flavor text mm. reads, you know, from an episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And therefore, that's what I mean. Like they did an excellent job bringing Doctor yeah. Who into it. The farmland, the deserted beach with the space bank, glacial fortress. The Sky Cloud Expanse, Temple of Epiphany, Frost Broil Snare, Thespian Stage, Fury Calm Snare, The War Room, Let's Kill Hitler. And then the episode has minimal to do with that. <clears throat> Sunbaked Canyon, Sundown Pass. This is a good episode. Storm Carved Coast, the Fiery Islet, Atraxy Warden, the Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey, you know. Mm -hmm. People assume time is strict 
progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. The time beetle, a star whale, the <clears throat> Sibley line soothsayer, the Judon enforcers, ah, the old psychic paper. What's this one saying to you tonight? Drink more beer and buy our merch. Mm. <laughs> you got to shake that out. It's supposed to say, help us live. I order you and command you. Ah, uh, the TARDIS. Now, in my opinion, the TARDIS should have been a foil card. I'm sure there are foil TARDISes out there. Mm -hmm. Ah, the old sonic screwdriver from the Ninth Doctor. Ah, uh, the arcane signet, a soul ring, clock spinning. This one was uh, definitely something to see back in the Tenth Days. A thought vessel. Ah, uh, the Mind Stone. You will be deleted. The Talisman of Creativity. Lightning Greaves. Talisman of Conviction. Bowties are cool. Evolving Winds. Ah, the Command Tower. How a TARDIS should look. Path of Ancestry, Temple of a False God, Myriad Landscape, Thriving Bluff, Mystic Monastery, Ominous Cemetery, Rogue's Passage. Ah, that's a nice plains. That's a nice, that's a nice one. I like that one. And that one and that one. Even though it's mm -hmm. the same. Yeah, the, the I put it out of order. Yeah, the lands are are gorgeous. <clears throat> Island, island in the sun, island, mountain, ah, token creatures of soldiers. Mm -hmm. They're and they're double sided. Yeah, and they're different. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, a dinosaur, horse, treasure, clue. Human noble food. Look at that. There you go. You get your fish sticks. Copy. Ah, oh, an adipose. And a dinosaur. Adipose. And a copy. A dinosaur. And a copy. Dinosaur. And an adipose. A copy. And a soldier. And then instructions. Mm hmm. Well, there we go. Yep. That's um that's something. Mm -hmm. And it comes with a deck box and a uh plane chase die. So don't miss those. Mm, that's what uh this thing is. Snap it into place here, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Dun 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 dun. So until you uh, get the right sleeves, man. Yeah, apparently. I mean, they work for the other magic cards, so magically you spend more money. <sighs> so what else is happening there, Jaco? Well, um, gosh, now that we've gone through all of that. Ah, 
So these work. <laughs> Which are the same ones that I had. Mind you. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, Kidder, uh, when it comes to the old uh, <clears throat> run sheet, we got a couple different directions we can go. We can uh, we can talk wrestling. We could talk hockey. I can talk about something that's going on with Disney. And I can talk to you about a stupid trend. What would you like to hear, good sir? Well, uh, Disney kind of works with uh, Doctor Who because the new specials are available on Disney Plus in the U.S. All right. So... Kinder, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but Disneyland uh, had a little bit of an incident happen uh, just a couple of days ago that has gone viral. Uh, and what it is, and I'll, I'll read the headline. I found an article to, to explain this. But this is uh, Disneyland streaker arrest video goes viral. Hmm. Yeah. So I uh, just read from this article. A man was arrested after getting naked at Disneyland Park in California. And now a video of the incident has gone viral on TikTok. According to Jonathan McClintock, a spokesman for the Anaheim Police Department who previously spoke uh, to reporters, uh, officers were called to the theme park in Anaheim shortly after 1.30 p.m. on Sunday to assist Disneyland security with a visitor who had taken off his clothes and was naked in or near the It's a Small World attraction. It's not the only small world attraction that was being seen. That's not the only joke like that that's been made uh, <laughs> for this incident. Uh, upon officers' arrival, they arrested a 26-year-old man for indecent exposure and, wait for it, the big surprise to no one, for being under the influence of a controlled substance. Hmm. Uh, now in a recent clip uploaded to social media, a man can be seen being escorted out of the theme park by police and security near the end of the video. As people watch on, a woman can be seen covering the eyes of a child naked. Oh, he is naked, full naked. Oh, my God. Someone can be heard saying in the background. Good effects. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. We just saw a naked guy. Yes, naked be pulled out and arrested in small world. Someone please tell me the scoop. TikTok user uh, to Disney. That was a weird sentence. Anyway, and beyond wrote in a text in the video. The video has amassed more than 4 million views, more than 341,000 likes, and over 25,000 shares. Some people took to the comment section to make jokes about the incident. If I'm going to be naked, it's definitely not going to be in a place called Small World, one person wrote. Another said, when you need a small world to feel big. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, however, not everyone was amused. One person wrote, considering Disney is most mostly meant for kids, I hope he's put on the registry. Uh, and the video your, uh, and it's not for wish.com. Yeah. Uh, the video has been shared to X, formerly Twitter, uh, where at the time of writing, it had received over 128,000 views and 1,000 likes. 
It isn't the only clip of the incident that has made its way to social media as Instagram user at Magic with Magara uploaded a video to the platform that showed the man who was wearing underwear at the time sitting next to a group of singing animatronic dolls. Guys, please don't do this. Not only is it dangerous for you, it's dangerous for everyone on the ride, the user wrote in a comment on the video. Stop, you're going to hurt. You're going to get hurt. Stop, stop. I need you to stop. Please just sit down. A person can be heard shouting at the man in a clip. The user added in a comment on their post. He ended up running off the ride naked, but safely got detained by security and went off in an ambulance to get help. Disneyland officials told the television station KTLA that the man had stepped out of the ride's vehicle while the attraction was in operation. According to the station, employees stopped the ride as soon as they were made aware of the situation. So this was at Disneyland. This was at Disneyland. Yes, I've seen some of the videos of this guy, uh, and he is clearly out of it. And yeah, classic California man. I, I mean, you know, this is uh, what happens when you make certain substances illegal or legal. You're gonna run into this crap, or run off a ride and share your. Your uh, <clears throat> dangling spirit with everyone around you. Yeah, now that's one more reason to hate It's a Small World. I mean, that that ride already gets a bad rap for the song, but now that, the fact that somebody might do something like that. After all. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. <clears throat> but I just had to share that kidder because that just uh, is the kind of stuff that we run into out in the world and it's worth sharing. Now you all know about it. Yep. You're welcome, eight viewers. Thanks for being here. Please subscribe. Hey, we, we've been picking up uh, some subscribers. I'd like to say thank you to everyone in Oklahoma who's been tuning in because uh, we've had a lot of people from Oklahoma tuning in and uh, we appreciate you, Oklahoma. Is that where the wind comes sweeping down the plane? Wasn't going to make that joke because they're probably sick of it. And now there goes our listeners from Oklahoma. <laughs> Good thing they're not actually listening. They're just watching it. <laughs> well, I I only get to see where they're from, oh. from the uh, audio side. So oh. they are actual listeners. <laughs> oh, my apologies for making that joke. That's like. 85 years too late. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. And it's been a few years, so you're lucky because I would make a reference to the rest of the parts of the song. But it's been long enough where I haven't uh, had a reason to sing it. And so there goes that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how it goes. Yeah, this is going to take me a, a minute. All right, no, no that's fine. That, that's fine. I'll continue to uh, to host this show while you sleeve some cards. Uh, uh, but again, Kidder, what direction now would you like to go? So, stupid trend, hockey, or wrestling? Mm. Well, if we talk about hockey, I have current this second news for you. Well, then let's hit some hockey, which we got a lot to talk about in the old hockey sphere. It was a very newsworthy week, but busy week. Yes. Let's so, uh, uh, 
right now, this very second, UND, North Dakota Fighting Sioux, on the road in the Mile High City, home of your Colorado Avalanche. And uh, at this moment, in the third period, with under six minutes remaining, Denver University 5, your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux 5. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a high-scoring hockey game. Denver won on a scoring spree in about three minutes and scored four goals, so... And that was in the Ouch. first period. I haven't drank enough for this kind of news. Right after UND scored. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's that game still in progress. And, uh, you know, anytime now we'll get uh, some notices to what's happening. I'm sure because I'm up on that. And even though I am preoccupied with something that isn't as important as the show, but yet I find myself doing it anyway. In fact, right there at 16.25 in the third period, Reese Gaber scoring a power play goal. UND pulls ahead into the lead 6-5. to five. So we're under four minutes remaining. Good, good. Hey, Kendra, isn't this kind of a weird episode where like, I'm actually like doing a lot of the hosting the show talking and you're doing the weird hobby thing? I have yet to paint anything. It's just, it's a weird role reversal where like I'm Mm. the one looking at the camera and engaging and you're looking down and sleeving cards. It's, it's. Oh, I'm engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? What's the wedding? Five and a half years ago. Don't get it. I sorry that was that was just up there. I, I've been drinking anyway. Uh, yes, <laughs> it was out there. You should have uh, been there five and a half years ago. I was. I was there. <laughs> yeah, you really should have been there. I I left early. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> After being kind of snarky, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typical <clears throat> story for another time. Story for another time. <laughs> Very sad last night. Uh, went to sleep. <clears throat> Colorado Avalanche on the road in Arizona, and uh, not truly Phoenix because uh, uh, I mean, even before they weren't truly in Phoenix, and I can't remember the arena's name, but it's at Arizona State. University scoring update 16 minutes 52 seconds of the third period. University of North Dakota 7, Denver 5. So last night, watched uh, the first uh, two periods of uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes. And uh, it was a pretty good game. UND, uh, Colorado took the lead. Ended up uh, getting tied up. And then uh, Arizona scored in overtime. Picking up the win last night. So, unfortunately, the Avs did not get their fifth win in a row. 
<clears throat> picked up the L on the road in uh, Arizona, and I think they play again tomorrow night. Well, uh, Kidder, allow me to uh, transition to some news from the hockey world that maybe maybe will lift your spirits after that Colorado Avs loss. Uh, the the first let's let's go to the to the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, because you, you love it when we talk the Minnesota Wild, especially when somebody gets fired. Well, that wasn't the story I was going to go to first, but I guess I will. Uh, yeah, the, of the, the Wild. Yeah, the the big news last week uh, was the uh, Minnesota Wild fired their head coach and one of their assistant head coaches after the team lost 13 of the last 16 games. Hell yeah. So, hang on. Uh, what was also interesting was uh, what? they're not having, they're not even having an interim uh, head coach. They've already appointed somebody to be the new head coach. Like, which tells you, like, there were some interviews, there were some things going on. Like, they, they, yep, it's like, you're out, this guy's in. Um, yeah. So, you see, the funny thing with the new coach, though, I, his previous I, record up to this point is just as bad as the coach they just fired. Obviously, he's not a coach of the you know, an NHL team. However, when you have. Uh, the <clears throat> win loss record that's almost as bad as the person you're relate uh, relieving. Uh, you really getting somewhere? You Hell, know, we could go coach the Minnesota Wild. I mean, I would take the salary for like the year until they realize that I knew nothing and shouldn't be coaching. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That part doesn't matter because clearly they don't either. So <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, man, if I could like if sneak in, make like a, you know, a couple million to, to coach the wild out of this season and then be like, yeah, ah, we're firing you. I'm like, well, that's okay. I, I got my uh, retirement. I'm not getting fired. I am retiring. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm gone. <clears throat> I'm gone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, you can't so that fire me, I'm not as bad as you think I am. <laughs> actually, I'd probably be like, yep, I'm actually as bad as you think I am, and you're the idiot for actually having hired me. <laughs> That's why you can't fire me, because you're a bigger idiot than me. <laughs> uh, Plus, we'd yeah. be sabotaging the team whenever the abs came to town. <laughs> no, pull our goalie. Why? It's three minutes into the game. We're we gotta take our chances. We gotta get ahead early. We got we got Flurry. Well, you know, one of the best goalies in the league right now. We got Flurry. We'll be fine. He, he needs to rest <laughs> till the next game. We're gonna put in uh, Jose the janitor. <laughs> He's never played. He doesn't even know what hockey is. He works in the arena. He's qualified. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Flurry, uh, Kidder, uh, Flurry uh, got him got himself into a little bit of hot water again. Um, well, so here's here's the deal. He had a uh, special goalie mask made up to celebrate 
Native American Heritage Day. Fine. Uh, the league told him he was not allowed to wear it uh, during warm-ups, and that if he did, he would be fined. And Mark Andre Fleury said, "Screw it, I'm wearing it anyway." And so he did actually wear the the mask out. It was a nice looking mask, uh, honestly. And uh, but during warm-ups, yeah, yeah, they're pushing back. Um, so there was the whole kind of controversy over, uh, and we didn't really talk about it on the show because we try to stay out of the political and some of that. But there was there was all the controversy over some of the players not wanting to wear like the pride jerseys um, for Pride Night during that they wear mostly during warmups and such. And so the NHL decided to just kind of remove any of like any sort of uh, pandering is not quite the right word, but I'm going to use it pandering, you know, or promotion. Uh, yeah. Kind of just get rid of that in general. Like, Hey, we're just not going to do that. You know, keeps us out of the controversy. If we're just, if we just do a blanket, no, we, we don't do that for anything. And so that's, kind of what happened with that and so when mark andre Fleury says i want to do this they said no and he's like screw it i'm doing it anyway and truthfully I i've seen the mask and i'll future howard will put up a picture of it it's just a mask there's nothing on it that like really is like screaming a message it's just a it's a uh, white mask with some kind of floral designs. Um, okay, now now I need to pull this up so that I can get Kidder's reaction. Because whoa, uh, <laughs> too much of a reaction all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Give me a sec. Uh, so this right here is the mask that he got in trouble over. Well, I. <laughs> It's uh it's a bit flowery. I mean his nickname is the flower, but like there's nothing on it to me that like screams like any sort of message. You know? It's a white mask with some floral designs on it that is in the a very traditional kind of Native American style. Uh, I've seen a lot of that in things like bandolier bags and, and such. But there's, there's nothing that says, like, support Native Americans or Native American Heritage Day. You know, so I I think this is a kind of the league making a bigger deal out of something than they should. A little heavy-handed, yeah. 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 Um, but kudos to Flurry for wearing that. Anyway, sticking by his, you know, his principles and just saying, hey, I'm going to wear it and I'll pay the fine. You know, I, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it, um, regardless of what the message is. I can, especially for a design like that, that really is kind of a nothing. So, but uh, moving from the wild to just, Interesting penalties, Kidder. 
right. Uh, I, I saw one just tonight, and so I don't know how recent it was. I, but I, I saw this. Uh, it was in a game between the Detroit Red Wings and the New York Rangers. And uh, the, the basics of it, uh, two players, and I'm sorry, I didn't get their names. <clears throat> I am not a you know professional journalist. Uh, but uh, two players, you know, the puck is moving out of... Hey, not a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is moving out of the Rangers, and they, they both turn to skate after the puck, and it looks like the Rangers skater swings his stick up, hitting the Detroit Red Wings player smack in the face, and, of course, he gets the penalty, and it's a four minutes... For, blood. for a high stick. So a double minor for a high stick. Probably, right? Because mm-hmm. there was what? blood. Yes. Okay. Here's the great thing. The play goes under video review. Now you're you gotta be thinking, like, clearly the Detroit Red Wings player is bleeding. Clearly, he got hit by a stick. Clearly bleeding. Yes. This should be an open shut case. No kidder. Here's what happened. As they go skating around, the Detroit Red Wings player reaches down, grabs the Ranger player's stick, throws it up, hits himself in the face, and then does the whole, ah, my face. So they review this. The ref comes back on the ice and goes, on uh, video review, the Detroit Red Wings player grabbed the opposing player's stick and hit himself in the face. No penalty. So that for once, for once, video replay actually providing some justice. Yeah. But but uh, kudos to the Detroit Red Wings player for the commitment to bloody one's own face. For a penalty. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a bit much, but good on you for for making that happen. Uh, and then, so I can't use this at all in my deck. Well, you can use one as your commander, but you can't use the other one because in commander you can only use. Cards that match your commander's mana cost. So if your commander is blue-red, you can only use blue and red. Uh, but you can also only use car, one card ah, uh, for each like name. So like you can't have duplicates of any cards in your deck, except for basic lands. Hmm. So, so Kidder, hmm. here's, here, here's how you have to look at it. And I know this maybe goes against you have one card to use in your commander deck. You have another card to keep and collect and keep it pristine and it'll never get damaged. Hmm. That's or how you have to just, look at it. Or just be smart and put it in a hard case like this. Right. But I but I'm I'm saying like you you have one for your collection to keep it pristine, and the uh the other one is your commander. There you go. All right, Howard, you're going to love this. You ready for this? Mm. Nice. Nice. Collection 
Indeed. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I might as well put the sixth doctor up there too, because you might as well. You might as well. You know what I also thought was interesting about that set, Kidder? Is on the uh, outside of the box, you know, they, they promoted, you get the ninth, 10th, and 11th Doctor. They didn't mention you got the War Doctor mm -hmm. at all. So when I was flipping through the deck, that was the big surprise for me. Yeah, I would, uh, <clears throat> I would much rather take that Doctor than the 11th Doctor. They could put him in his own little world. Yeah, uh, Kidder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got I got one more uh, hockey story bit of news, but I'm out of beer. Oh, and I and I I kind of feel need like another. I need another. So I'm going to start, you know, pause on the hockey to move to everybody's second favorite segment of the show. That is what's on tap. Round two drink. And uh <clears throat> Since this is our uh, Christmas episode, at least by my estimation, our Christmas episode, uh, I, I figured it fitting uh, to go to the Breckenridge Brewery and have their Christmas ale. Very festive of you. I, I know. It is a multi-full-bodied winter warmer, whatever that means. And uh, hey, Kidder, here's the fun part. I, I actually just made the beer run tonight. Because uh, I'm like, I need some beer for the show. And uh, I'm like, oh, it should be our Christmas episode. I picked up two winter beers for this. I would have picked up more, but there was actually some other really interesting things that I just like, okay, I'm going to go with this. Um, here's the thing, and I wouldn't normally do this on a show, because this guy was a 6%. Uh, Kidder, this is a 7.1% alcohol by volume. <clears throat> Perfect. So we're <clears throat> we're getting heavier as we go. Let's do it. Let's get heavy. Uh, but but I have no other information. I have no idea what this is going to be, except that it is a winter ale. I'm going to take a quick sip of a palate cleanser. As you're cleansing your palate, this, this, and this. Yes. Symbols of what? So that's for when you play plane chase uh that's using your plane chase deck on your upkeep you get to roll the die for free if you get the magic symbol that's the one that looks like a claw you get to move to another plane so you would take and uh draw the next card off your plane chase deck and that will have some special rules that affect the game the other symbol the one that kind of looks like a yin yang um, is the chaos marker, and if you roll that, then at the bottom of your the current plane that you're on, uh, there's a bit of chaos that happens when you're there. All right. I know this only because I maybe watched a video of people playing Magic Commander Plane Chase. Uh, nothing <clears throat> on the smell to give me any real hint of what I'm about to engage in, Kidder? Whoops. So, so cheers. Huh. Well, that is definitely a darker, maltier beer. It's got a bit of a fruity taste in there as well. 
almost a almost a cranberry taste to it, like a holiday meal, huh? Kind of, kind of. It's it's a it's a very weedy, uh, definitely a darker beer, but yeah, it's got a like a stinger of like a fruit taste, and I'm I'm getting cranberries is what I'm kind of getting, or at least something along those lines. That said, um, it's better than a black o' lantern, like I had that one Halloween. Um, you know, I'd give it a three point five. It's definitely better than some of the specialty like holiday beers and such that I've had on this show in the past. But this is definitely something I'd only want to drink like once or <clears> twice. <throat> Around the holidays, so, hmm. but uh, it's not bad, not bad. I was a little worried, hmm. but uh, cheers to you, good sir. Cheers. All right. So this last bit of hockey news, I care you already know about uh, because I sent it to you. Um. I sent Kidder, uh, I, I, I stumbled upon this short video. It's a ref. He's at the center of ice. And he's, you know, calling, hey, uh, penalty on the Ottawa Senators uh, player. And I forget the player number. Um, it was the Kachuk brother. And I can't remember if it's Brady or Matthew. But anyway, one of the Kachuks. And it was uh, two minutes for goalie interference. Two minutes for roughing. And then a penalty called on an opposing player from the Panthers, two minutes for roughing. And then for all other players on the ice, 10-minute misconduct. Which, I, that's where the video clip ended. And I sent it to Kidder, because I'm like, what the heck? Kidder's like, oh my gosh. And uh, basically, the conversation bounced back and forth. Like, we need to find this so we can talk about. Because, like, what on earth happened? Because I've never heard of every player on the ice getting a game misconduct. I mean, that's only when you officiate. <laughs> I, I mean, and truthfully, it's because I'm tired. I want to go home. Let's just get them done. Uh, but Kidder, this all happened in the third period, uh, with only eight minutes left to go. So basically. Uh, all of the skaters on the ice, minus the two goalies, were ejected from the game. Is what we ended up with. And uh, I, again, I have a news story because I'm like, what on earth happened? Um, and so this is, is the story that we got here. Um, yeah, we'll skip the text at the beginning. Uh, the players involved in a given scrum are usually the only ones who face punishment, but Monday's game between the Ottawa Senators and the Florida Panthers resulted in more wide-ranging penalties. Things were already chippy throughout the majority of the game, but a full-fledged fight broke out during the third period. Shortly after the brawl ended, every skater who was on the ice at the time was thrown out of the game. The Panthers held a commanding 4 nothing lead, uh, in the third period, when Senators player Brady Kachuk, I knew it was a Kachuk, uh, entered the game uh, and had a quick breakaway, Kachuk's shot did not make it into the net, promoting the Senators' captain to try and score off the rebound. The Panthers player 
Dmitry Kluikov. I'm sorry, I'm not a Panthers fan, and I'm sorry about your name. <laughs> anyway, we'll go with Dimitri. Uh, proceeded to use his hockey stick to drive Kachuk towards the boards. Both teams then reacted, causing multiple altercations to break out. At one point, the situation appeared to calm down until a punch was thrown, and things began to escalate again. I believe Kachuk threw the punch, if I recall from the video. Uh, Kachuk was ultimately assessed with a two-minute penalty for goalie interference. He also received a two-minute penalty for roughing. Meanwhile, Dimitri was penalized two minutes for roughing. But the biggest moment happened when referee Garrett Rank, which good on you, Garrett, uh, made the unexpected announcement when there were around seven minutes remaining. Every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. Given the penalties and the remaining playing time, the punishments were essentially player ejections. Despite the limited player availability for both teams for the rest of the game, the Panthers managed to score one more goal. The final score was 5-0. Senators player Zach McEwen was already been thrown out of the game before the uh, full-scale scrum. Uh, As usual, as a 10-player ejection is, as unusual as a 10-player ejection is, uh, Kachuk touted the importance of playing hockey frames of the motion. I don't think we need to hear his quote. Um, Later in the third period, two additional skaters received misconduct penalties. Those penalized created a total of 167 penalty minutes for the game. However, the 2004 game between the Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers still holds the record for most total penalty minutes in a game. 16 players were tossed from that game, resulting in 419 penalty minutes. Hmm. So... Kidder, I, I shared the video because I, I later, as we were discussing, it's like, we need to find out what happened. I found the video. I sent it to you. Uh, I, I want your reaction to this because my reaction upon seeing the video and the altercation, I was kind of like, that's it? Mm-hmm. That got everybody kicked off the ice? I've seen worse. Yeah. I I was a little surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't... Um... completely outrageous, but I'm guessing that there was just so much happening throughout the game that the official just went, all right, this is, this is dumb. We're done dealing with this crap and just started throwing haymakers in penalties. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's the case, that they have let it build. And that usually is what happens in all the hockey that I've watched as an off-ice official and just as a fan. If, if you don't have control of the game from the get-go and you allow it to get chippy, it, at some point there's going to be a breaking point. And usually that's when somebody gets hurt or there's a major scrum. So you have to assert control, and maybe that's what this you know uh, Garrett Rink was trying to do assert some control and go, okay, knock it off. We got seven minutes left. Let's, let's finish this game. You know, we all want to go home, you know, and, and maybe it's that, but usually, you know, it, it says something that we had that many penalties, that many issues and, and such kind of throughout the game. But yeah, I was a little disappointed when I found the clip and I'm like, wait, that's it. Uh, it just, it didn't seem like it quite had warranted that and I would also say I'm pretty sure that there are some individuals in that who like if because if you watch enough hockey fights, there's always like the one or two guys that are like they grab onto each other and they just kind of stand there and they're like, You good? Yeah, I'm good. 
How's the wife? How's the kid? Oh, they're great. You're great. Glad being down here in Florida. Having having a great time. We're gonna go to Disneyland tomorrow. Oh yeah, that sounds like a great change in recipes. Right there, you know they're they're not really caring about the other stuff. So I'm sure that there were some people who got ejected. Like man, if I knew I was gonna get ejected, I at least would have thrown a punch. You know. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it was it was interesting um, and definitely worth us chatting about. (laughs) That's for sure. So, but woo. I think that brings us up through all of the like weird and relevant hockey news of uh, of the day, Kidder. So a little bit, <clears throat> but but <clears throat> but Bobcats win over St. Cloud four to three. Final in a shootout in St. Cloud, and uh, as promised and mentioned, as we were going through the final in Denver. Denver Pioneers 5, your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux 7. Way to go. Don't know why I felt the need to throw out fingers and such as if people don't know, you know, 5 and 7. Anyway, I've been drinking. You you like the the fingers, and you almost had a finger pistols there, too. So, I mean, you're easy. We don't need SWAT to show up at your house, okay? Calm down. I'm trying, man. I'm just, just you know, fired up. We're having a good show. I'm drinking decent beer for once. Yeah, this is uh, pretty good compared to uh, <clears throat> what I thought it was going to be when we started this thing. Yeah, I, I mean, feeling. I mean, I mean, not, I'm glad that we're now having you. Welcome everybody to the first ever Triple B uh, halftime report. Uh, <laughs> We're doing doing pretty good tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, right at the beginning there, Howard, it looked like it was getting pretty rough, but uh, they really leaned into the alcohol. They got a second beer going, you know, after the first one started flowing. You know, that that was the key turning point of this match. Right there, midway through the half, that, that just started flowing right there. First beer into the second beer. You could see that there was a whole lot of action happening, and then right through the middle, bam, there's – no chance of the defense. That's going to score every single time. And let's not forget, you know, there, Kidder. Uh, Howard started off a little rough. He clearly was not being able to put words or sentences together in any sort of intelligible way. Uh, but he he seems to have loosened up. He's found his flow. Things are going well. However, I would be concerned. We know that the more he drinks, uh, the worse this is going to get. So watch out in this uh, third and fourth uh half or period i don't know what we you know how you how do you break up a podcast that, that's the weird you're talking, thing you're talking about talking and then you just completely just word vomit all over the place <laughs> yeah i'm sorry anyway um Rumble, royal rumble's coming up and yes. uh, outback steakhouse has a new bone-in ribeye with bourbon onion. Man, I, <laughs> I need an outback right now. <laughs> I okay. I, truthfully, when you like, you're like Royal Rumble's coming up at Outback. I thought you were going to say is sponsoring a match. You know, that's that's the transition. I was not expecting Royal Rumble. And hey, new man, you item at Outback. No, 
I mean, I'm I did not. I did not right s- now. I could go for a juicy steak. I did not see that swerve coming, uh, Kidder. That's definitely got to be the Draft King screwy finish of the night. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the. Oh, this isn't live. I don't need it. To- oh, it's time. I got to do the. Oh, it's not yes. my problem. Yeah, no, that's a future Howard problem. He's got to make that graphic back up for that. Just what he thought he was done. <laughs> You're probably sitting there like, where the frick did I put that thing? Uh, it's in the folder labeled show graphics, which are graphics specifically that show up on multiple shows versus my graphics folder, which is just all of the loose junk I have collected in popping up different things throughout you know, the past two years. <clears throat> I know exactly where it is. But, uh, hey, since we're speaking wrestling and uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Kidder, did you watch Monday Night Raw? I sure did. Because uh, I'm hearing some stuff about a promo by one CM Punk, who is... Yeah! And I, I'm curious your take on it, and then I'll share what I've heard. And Because okay. and, I, I want to hear from you what what you thought of of his performance and such i thought the so the promo was the last thing in the episode right at the very end uh i thought it was a pretty standard cm punk promo uh <clears throat> i think there was a lot that was really nice in the pieces of him saying that he screwed up uh he mentioned paul Heyman as a roundabout as the wise man once telling him that maybe he needed to leave for things to get better. So he could come back. Uh, he's grown, he's changed, he's better. And then the last bit that he's not here to make friends. He's here to make money. <laughs> and then they went off the air. And of course the memes, the memes. Okay. There's my thought. I enjoyed it. I ordered the T-shirt. It's on the way. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was interesting for me, uh, a lot of the commentators that I, I listened to, because I, I'm not going to lie, I was curious, what do they do with Punk on Monday? So I, I tuned into a couple of things going, what do they do with Punk on Monday? And I was like, oh, just a promo. Okay. I mean, Lots I of promos. I, I kind of figured there would be a promo. Uh, the, the main consensus that I really heard was that uh, for a lot of them who have covered CM Punk throughout his career, a lot of them felt like this wasn't the most authentic CM Punk promo. And that he, the guy has been very vocal since leaving the WWE about his dislike for WWE. He's taken shots at them on other podcasts. He's taking shots at them while in AEW and in other fields. And so uh, a lot of them for them, it was uh, one of his opening lines about, you know, feeling that he was at home. It's like, well, you kind of been trash on the place for, you know, like 10 years. Is it really home or is this the line that like, you know, the, hey, we will bring you back, but you're going to say this, you know? And so that's where they, they said it is probably the biggest stretch from it. And, and it's the hardest thing to believe that he's coming back kind of with this slightly joyful, I'm great to be back. Um, a lot of them said 
that they really understood that he was really trying to reach out and say, Hey, I came back for you, the fans, like I miss you guys. I'm doing this for you. Uh, but that he didn't quite hit that note as, as best he could. And so it didn't come off quite as right. So not necessarily a bad promo, but hopefully once he can get into a program, most likely with Seth Rollins, we'll get better promos, better punk promos. This was probably more of the, I'm sorry, I screwed up promo. And yeah, you know, he's definitely going to be probably on a tighter leash this run of WWE compared to the last time he was in WWE. But that said, the guy's a moneymaker, and he's going to put butts in seats. And <clears throat> I see what you did there. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, CM Punk set a record uh, 85 hmm. or 78 or some some ridiculous numbers of millions of views in WWE social media, which broke records of The Rock, John Cena, Roman Reigns and any other previous talent, which I'm surprised even Stone Cold yet that it beat that. But views on WWE social media, if only we could get a fraction. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, and part of it is, he's been so vocal against WWE that, like, as I said, I myself, what did he say? I haven't seen the promo myself. That was like the one thing I didn't get <clears throat> around because I was kind of like, I want to hear what the commentators are saying so I could bring a different perspective uh, from it. I haven't had a chance to see that yet. Um, I, I plan to check it out. But that was the thing that kind of was interesting to me. And, and as I said, I don't watch on a regular basis. I get my wrestling news from you and the occasional thing I see out there online. And I mean, it's occasional. It's a lot of junk because there is a lot of junk in wrestling news. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, and I'm a little biased. I, I, I expected you to be, you know, truthfully. I, uh, we all have our guys and we're willing to accept them no matter what. And I, I totally get it, you know. And when, when your favorite wrestler comes back and you have a chance to see them in action, you're kind of willing to forgive if some things if they're not necessarily the best, or in this case, they have to give a promo that's maybe not true to them. Because hey, you're getting more CM Punk in this case. I felt that way, uh, like when Foley has come back, I was just always glad to see more Foley. I thought he was entertaining, I was always disappointed when he left originally, so I wanted more. And that's that's the way I feel about it. Um, and so I'll give you that. But yeah, I think that is interesting. I, I'm excited to see where they go from here and what they make of it. And hopefully they do something good with it. That would be my big thing. I'd, I'd love for, to see them do something good with it. Yeah. I think I think putting him against Seth Rollins, that's a big that's a big deal. Um, Royal Rumble's coming up. Does Punk win the Rumble? Do you think that they do that? Set him up there for like a WrestleMania match against Rollins. What do you think? I mean, that would be pretty interesting, um, especially being 
one of the top contenders. Um, I mean, <clears throat> apparently uh, his odds are nine to one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I trying to remember how many times he's won it if he has won it. I don't know that he's won the Rumble. Future Howard can fact check, or you can fact check. Um, I just see it that way because if if the stories are true and we're getting Reigns versus The Rock at Mania, you don't you're not going to put The Rock in the Royal Rumble. So you're not going to have The Rock win the Royal Rumble to get that match. You can build that match easily without that. So the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to ch challenge Seth Rollins unless Rollins drops the title. So that's maybe where my logic is going. You know, if you if you're going to build to Rollins Punk, maybe you build it through the Rumble. Cuz you could put Punk in the Rumble make him come off strong, give him the win, build to Rollins, you know, and easily build that as maybe his first, like, one-on-one -on -one match back. Could be interesting. Um, I just, th I think the worst thing would be if it's, like, Rollins versus Punk at Rumble, and it, that's it, and it's kind of a one-and-done. So... That's just a thought, an idea. That's how I would do it, I guess. But then again, I'm not WWE creative, <clears throat> so. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any other wrestling news, Kidder, as we move from Punk? Anything else catching your eye out in the wrestling sphere <clears throat> well I'll, um mm, mm, mm. cm punk will be in tribute to the troops which is a smackdown episode this year not yeah. its own show whatever i guess but still like it should be its own thing in uh, my opinion but Obviously, they don't care about my opinion. Uh, and CM Punk has not won the Royal Rumble two or three times. The current leader is Stone Cold with three. Uh, television talks coming up with Raw, SmackDown. Right now, it looks like SmackDown may be, or it is going to USA Friday yeah. night. Raw, their contract is up in 2024 and is likely going to FX. Interesting. They apparently are the lead uh, <clears throat> of interest. It was presented to Warner Brothers Discovery, which, of course, has TNT and TBS, and those two stations have... AEW programs. Warner Brothers is uh, not serious about 
purchasing anything from WWE, apparently, at this point. Which Doesn't, makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, they have their wrestling show. They don't really need another one. Apparently, other people who are interested are in the running for the rights to air Monday Night Raw include USA to continue it because I would think that would be the best option for them to have USA kind of locked down. They'd be able to have all of their shows on one network. I mean, I've never quite understood sharing different shows on different networks, thinking that you're going to get different views because the people who want to watch your show already know about your show, especially with WWE. Like they just need to know where to go. Uh, Netflix, Amazon prime. And then of course, FX. Hmm. Which if it was on prime, I could watch it in higher resolution. So wow. there's that. It'd be interesting to see it on Prime. Um, I actually watched last night, uh, Thursday night football. I was down here in the cave just working on some tidying up hobby projects. And I actually watched, I'm like, ah, yeah, just put on the football game. I haven't watched football in years. It's an okay kind of background thing. And I was really impressed with their presentation of Thursday night football. Like it was actually really pretty good. Um, but I, again, if it's if it's them doing WWE, it's still going to be all of like the WWE production crew and all of that's going to be the same. It's just airing on Prime. But if it aired on Prime, I can at least watch it. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is tied for a third for the most number of eliminations in a row with seven. Yeah. I mean, he could win it. He definitely could. But it'd be something. Definitely would be something. So. Yeah. As a very, very, very random side note, I I don't know. Have we talked burgers on this show before? Like hamburgers? Good good burgers we talked pizza for like an hour before but we, burgers we haven't ever really di- dove into burgers it's it's been on the back of my mind uh for the longest time because uh my the director of my agency um he's not originally from here he's from michigan he's worked in a lot of other places um but he 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 really was questioning uh the woodhouse when the woodhouse was here because they always had the sign world's best burgers. It's like, you know, that's a bold claim to, to have on there. And he finally went and he's like, they're not the world's best. They're probably not even the best in town. Um, <clears throat> they're pretty and, good though. I, yeah, I think they yeah. used to be better. Yeah. Uh, as, as a non Bismarck uh, native, <clears throat> I was never impressed with them. I think I've eaten there twice and I was kind of like, yeah, I remember why I don't eat here. Well, I hate to break it to you that it's going to be a while till you can eat anything there because the Woodhouse is no longer. Right. Did you also hear that uh, the Skywalk at U and D was torn down? Uh, I, I did. I did. Little Birdie told me. Um, no. 
Yeah, I've been watching this show. Yeah, no, I, that that's why I haven't brought up burgers because I was always going to bring it up in the context of my director says that you know probably not the best in town. Kidder, what do you think is the best burgers in town? Like I was always going to do that, and then they closed down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, there's no point to this anymore. But I'm yeah. glad you brought up burgers because then I could bring up this whole why I haven't brought it up in the past. And anyway, you were saying about burgers, good sir. It's kind of a side note because we're talking wrestling and then suddenly talking hamburgers and people watching the show are going, that's kind of normal for this show. Uh, The very unfortunate news, and by the time this comes out, it will have come and gone. The Boulder Tap House in Moorhead is closing. December 10th, the final day of operation. It is very sad, very disappointing, and it pisses me off. I've only even had the chance to eat there twice, but the first time was debatably the best burger that I have ever had. Wow. It's a and, bold claim. Yes, and you would have loved the burger because uh, do you remember Campbell's Fresh Burgers in Grand Forks? It was in the strip mall in the south end of town. They had fresh beef uh, cooked to order. You could put all the toppings on your burger that you wanted. Kind of like what Five Guys is, but better. Because you could put any kind of cheese on there. You could put a bunch of toppings. They had buffalo sauce, uh, barbecue sauce, Italian dressing, like any sauce that you wanted to put on your burger, you could put on your burger. I, I hate to tell you, Kidder, they didn't, they, I don't believe they were there while I was there. I think they came after I went to Montana. No, they, they were there in 2003, 2004. Never ate there. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, it's was, it was one of the strip malls on the south end, and they had really good burgers. They were open for like a year, and then it wasn't sustainable. Cam or uh, Boulder Tap House is a chain, I believe. Location in Moorhead, really good. Had a chance to eat there with one meteorologist, Hutch Johnson. And the burger was super thick. And was cooked perfectly, seasoned perfectly. The toppings on it were super fresh, super crisp. The sauce was just right. The bun was fresh and soft. And the whole conglomeration of this burger was just perfect. And the second time I went there was almost exactly like the first time that I went there. Plus you could get cheese curds or onion rings and a salad and all this extra stuff, whatever you wanted. Perfect, delicious menu. And they had a bunch of beers on tap, which, you know, on this show is quite the thing that you need. Variety of beers. The unfortunate disappear, disappointing news that came across uh, yesterday is that they're closing December 10th after eight years of operation. So, damn it, Fargoites, Morheadians, you assholes, you should have got over there more, eating the burgers, eat the cheese curds, drink the beer, and now they got to close. Yeah. Ah, oh, that. I always hate when places like that disappear. When you get that 
really good spot, especially when it's not some places you can get to all the time. Yeah, like I, I, for me, I gotta drive two hundred miles to get to the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I I I feel for you on that one. Um, yeesh. I'm trying to think of where I've had like the best burger. Um, I've had a lot of good burgers at Sanford's, but that's in Dickinson, so that's a tough drive. And even when I lived there, I didn't go there all that often because. You know, I was trying to live cheap. I was paying for a mortgage and an apartment. <laughs> is there also the franchise in Spearfish? Or is that yep. a different Sanford's? No, it, it's the same franchise. Okay. So I, I grew up eating at the one in, in Spearfish. And then they got the one in Dickinson shortly around the time I moved up here. And so. What? <laughs> I've taken we, ate it, we ate at Sanford's and Spearfish. I know. And I thought I we ate at the one in Dickinson, too, at some point. But who I, knows? Yeah. Um, which which I still like their food. Um, the the Freddy's are the best part, though, uh, if you ask me. I, I, oh, here's a great story. Side tangent to this, Kidder. But uh, probably the only example of theft that I have ever had. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm past the statute of limitations. So... Good luck at me. Uh, when I was at Spearfish and in middle school, get you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the big things was we had a winter formal. It was called Snowball. And uh, I went to the one year. I want to say it was, um, it was either freshman or sophomore year. I want to say it was sophomore year. I think it was sophomore year. And uh, me and my date, we went we went to Sanford's. We were supposed to meet up with a bunch of friends there. And we got there and got a table. And this was before cell phones were readily available. And we're, we're sitting there and we ordered a, uh, we ordered a thing of um, onion rings, a half loaf of onion rings. I mean, in it, when I say a half loaf, I mean, imagine like the full loaf was like a loaf of bread. You know, size of onion rings, like so, like a uh, half blooming onion. Yeah, except this is like if you took a bunch of onion rings and just like smushed it into like a loaf, <laughs> like a loaf, like a that size. Sounds of bread. terrible. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely <laughs> gross. <laughs> like say soggy central. Throw that <laughs> right in the trash. Mm. It was great. Anyway, we, the we onion or- petals. They're better. We 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 ordered this. And, uh, you know, we, we were having it, uh, and a, a couple of our group joined us. And so we were, we were sitting there eating this, like, where's everybody else? And one of the members gets up to look, and, uh, oh, they're over here. So we grab our thing of onion rings. We went over and joined their table because they had a, a table for us, and we joined. And we, we had our meal and paid for our meal. But what we realized was we had moved tables and it we realized it as like after we had left it's like wait a second i didn't end up paying for the you know onion rings nobody had paid for them so that loaf of onion rings just got missed in the transfer of us over so we accidentally stole a half a loaf of onion rings from sanford's in middle school and i will shut up I wouldn't say that you stole it because you did consume it. However, they didn't charge you for it. And so that's their own screw up. So it was more of a donation of 
Thanks for bringing your business into us. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, but I, I always liked their burgers. Um, I have been really impressed because um, I don't get to go out to a lot of burger places because it's hard to find ones that my wife can eat at. Uh, but Red Robin, we can. <laughs> to which the nearest one is in like Billings. Yeah. Yeah. And I laugh. And I think we talked about this. Um, but but they're they're really good. They have a they have a jalapeno uh, burger that is just mm, mm, God, I could go for one right now. Kidder, what's you up to? Do you want to drive to Billings right now? Yeah, I can go to Outback. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Red Robin. There's that's not yum. By the way, just for the record, I'm announcing that I need a little extra, and so I'm switching to Templeton. <clears throat> to toss this in here so then the fridge behind me isn't open for a while. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was going to say, Kidder, um, I need Which to get I, I need to get a bottle. Like, I, I want one good bottle of whiskey. Okay. Right now, all I got yep. is, is the last smitten remnants of some Jack Daniels Tennessee honey whiskey. Just throw it out for the murder bird. Pour it out for him. He needs pour it for the homies on the curb. Like this one's yeah. for our homies. Just and, done and with it. it. Anyway, not that I drink a lot of whiskey. Yes, but it might be nice to have like one good bottle. Absolutely, I couldn't and, agree more. And, and, but but I don't know <clears throat> what should I get if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend some money, kidder, and get. A bottle, a single bottle. What should I get? Uh, this is a top recommendation for me. Bareface Canadian whiskey. It's uh, elemental age. We talked about it on the show before. This makes one hell of an old fashioned. It is phenomenal as an old fashioned. Uh, but this is a bold, smooth flavor. And I know you like the smoother spirits and not completely bash it over your head with the uh, alcohol. This is triple oak release in a single grain Canadian whiskey, seven year in an ex-bourbon American, you're damn right, oak barrels. Then it's elementally aged in French oak red wine casks and air dried virgin Hungarian oak. And then when it's ready, they blend it with selected casks to create the bold, smooth, balanced whiskey with the long, complex flavors and the distinct spice flavors. So, again, you're not getting the like punch from the alcohol content. You're getting the spice and the actual flavor of the whiskey. And then with the glass I had talked about before uh, that we got in Las Vegas. That will bring out the true flavor of this. So Bareface, seven year, and it's reasonably priced. It's not crazy. <laughs> that is good. The Templeton six year, Iowa special, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it sounds like, ah, that's all right, you know. No, it it is good. Okay, I like to sip on it. Uh, the Glendalock, this one locally available as well, and... Uh, doesn't have as much of the spice profile, so you're not getting the rye tastes. Uh, this has a, a little bit more of the amber and the bourbon style there, depending on if you like that. 
Of course, if you like Bracken, uh, that one that one is a spicy punch, more punchy in the face, more aggressive, um, more along the lines comparatively to like Jack Daniels straight. But uh, in Arizona, tried this. Uh, I, I talked about the Fry Ranch. Whiskey, rye. Uh, this one's a six-year. And, uh, you know, when you make it down here, we'll have to do a, a whiskey sampling. This one's good. I was, I was just thinking that, Kidder, that maybe, just maybe, I'll have to talk to Lefty. <laughs> well, and, and see what her schedule is. But maybe. Do a show live? Oh, no, I was we don't want- need to do it. I we was going to say, live. Uh, maybe, just maybe, what we need to do is a, uh, maybe I'll come down for the rumble. The best maybe, time of the year? Maybe I'll come down for the rumble. And uh, we can do, you know, we'll, we'll watch the rumble. And then um, as we do the live show, after the rumble, because we'll be in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> do a, I raise the motion here. Do, do, do a like yeah, a sampling of whiskey as we review the rumble. Could be good. Hmm. It's a thought. I'll have my people call your people. Waiting for the phone to ring right now. My people are asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, Howard isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. He must be out or he'd pick up the phone. Where could he be? Believe it or not, he's not home. More than likely, likely I'm actually home. I'm just down in my cave and ignoring you. He doesn't like to answer the phone. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, for a special occasion like that, I might even be open to opening the bottle of blackened rye right here. Ooh. Let me move. Let me move the boom. Ooh. The blackened <laughs> rye right here. Or potentially the blackened seventy-two seasons limited edition bottle. I mean, this is the smuggle back from Arizona because <laughs> it's not available up here. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll have to talk about this because uh, you know I, it's been like a year, and I think I should be allowed like one premium live event a year. Two. I'll, uh, I'll talk to Lefty. Um, because obviously, WrestleMania is two nights. Do you yeah. Two nights. Eh. But yeah. Royal Rumble is your favorite. Royal Rumble is my favorite. So if I'm going to catch one pay per view or premium live event of the year, uh, I'd, I'd love it to be the Rumble. And so I'll, I'll talk to Lefty. Um, that, might, that might be uh, a way to do. Um, but here, we're, we're, as, as the show is ticking down, we're getting to rails. We're, 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 we're tending to get to the end of this. I got to talk to you about this weird trend. Okay. It's, it's more of a stupid trend. And in fact, 
this it's a great time for us to bring back one of my favorite segments, which is the don't do this segment. Yeah, don't do this. Don't do this. So, uh, Kenner, you know, everybody is trying to, you know, create content, and especially short video content that can get people watching. And what I didn't realize, uh, that, you know, or realize until recently, there's a whole market of this stuff about, like, dermatology and, like, pimple popping and weird yeah. cysts and things like that. But but here's here's where it gets me. Apparently, it has become this trend of tick removal videos. Like, people will post, like, went camping in the woods and didn't have a tent or sleeping bag. And so it's like, like here's a neck or a leg, and it's just covered in white ticks Gross. that have engorged themselves. Here's the thing, and I didn't catch this, but I, I caught a clip of it where it was actually a dermatologist talking about this. Apparently... People don't actually want to go out and get eaten by a bunch of ticks so that they can make one of these videos. So what they're doing is they are super gluing uh, beans to their leg or arm or wherever they wish to have this happen, like in bunches, you know, and I mean massive bunches, and then showing them like removing the super glued beans from their leg in order to get views. Stupid. I know. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. I I just, I don't know. Like, I know we always want more views. We wish more people would tune in. But we're not going to go to the length of super gluing beans. <laughs> And pretending they're ticks in order to get views. I mean, let's face it. Well, I super glue enough stuff to myself <laughs> during the course of this show um, that we don't need to do that. But I, I just I had to share this because it was one of those things. Where I'm like, this really happens. There are people who do it. You know, I, I mean, to enough. Like the video that I stumbled on was some dermatologist going, "All right." bean or tick like this was like he was doing a whole segment where he was finding these videos and like trying to guess if it was actually beans or ticks like the fact that there's enough content out there that somebody's like i'm gonna make a whole sub you know genre about this i mean it just wow stupid i uh, yeah yeah mm. and on uh that terrific note of stupidity. Would you Kidder! like to know something that you should know about from oh. one Elwood to another? Sure. Hit me. I know you're Jake, but one Elwood to another. The Dan Aykroyd back hosting a show. It's called The Unbelievable with Dan Aykroyd. It's on the History Channel. That is incredibly unbelievable. And on that unbelievable uh, note, Jenner, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time we probably wrap this show up and uh, hit it with some unbelievable cheap plugs. 
Okay, let's get super cheap here. Beerbluesbs.com. It's our website. Beer, one beer, lots of blues, and lots of BS, okay? Beerbluesbs.com. It's our website. Donate, buy us a beer, buy us a whiskey drink, buy us a malted drink, buy us a lager drink. We drink a lot of drinks. And so we would love for you to help us drink more in the future okay uh we would appreciate that all you got to do is go to beerbluesbs.com click buy us a beer bam there it is you can even type us a message you see the info on the screen right here if you're watching the video version if you're not watching the video version you're listening to the audio version that's okay too we'll get your info and we put it in the show notes down below the video or the audio section okay thank you for helping support the show. Lots of people buying us drinks over the uh, weeks, days, months, years, etc. Thank you for doing all of that. Really appreciate it. Uh, just thinking a local geek. Got a couple beers left from him and uh, his spies. Thank you, local geek, for keeping us lubricated because Lord only knows we need extra vocal lubrication here. Know what I'm saying? Okay, there's that. Beerbluesbs.com. It's also our home for Facebook, Instagram, uh, audio versions of the show, YouTube, then the merch store. Lots of stuff to view and see. Beerbluesbs.com. Okay, please visit it and visit it often. Merch store. Click merch on there. Buy some shirts. Buy some pint glasses, you know, just like this, the triple B glass. Bam! You get it in your cart. Buy the uh, glass that's got me on there looking all classy and fly and stuff. I will have a water with hops and grain. And uh, the triple B logo. Bam! That's going to class up your uh, your your uh, uh, storage, your cabinets and your kitchen also you can subscribe to the show streamlabs.com slash beer blues bs that money will go directly to us as well and help us keep this show going so not only if you subscribe for at least one dollar per month you will get the eternal thanks of one howard blues and one the mark kidder but you'll also help keep this show on the air maybe that's why nobody's subscribing or helping to pay because they're like we need to get rid of this thing don't be part of that crowd help us help you be entertained are you not entertained that's the question uh, howard actually looked he's like uh, i am entertained <laughs> He, he's inter so entertained that he's painting something again, uh, or or something. What are you I, doing, Howard? Yeah, you know, hey, hey, breaking news, Kidder! Breaking news in the middle of cheap plugs. Uh, ACDC set to headline stadium tour worldwide in 2024. The first European dates have been revealed. So, ACDC tour of the world. UND one seven to five. <laughs> <laughs> Goes who? All right. Uh, I've also locked in my trip to Las Vegas, Nevada for, that's right, the Star Trek convention, the 58-year mission. It's a go, baby. 
We're on Spotify for audio. We're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. We're on every podcast service that is out there for audio versions of shows. Please search Beer Blues and BS. Share it with your friends. Share it in your timeline. We will see it and thumbs up it. Love it. We appreciate you sharing is caring all right um where are we audio version video version oh youtube podcast we're on youtube video version and audio version please follow us like share subscribe bam put us everywhere carry us everywhere take us everywhere we want to be there with you so final thoughts howard that's enough cheap plugs uh, you know, final thought, uh, I was going to sit here and paint Kidder. I, I have done absolutely none of it. Uh, I, I have colors. I have a figure. I have everything set up. Uh, but that's okay. Cause I have enjoyed this evening and chatting with you. And, uh, I think this is going to be a great episode. I thank everybody for tuning in and Hey, you know what? This is episode 140, which means in 10 episodes, Kidder, 10. 10! 10 we, we 10, hit the milestone 10, of episode 10. 150 <laughs> and uh it, if you know us when we hit these milestones we tend to have a lot of fun so get ready everybody in 10 weeks we're gonna have a probably a big episode probably get some guests on uh to celebrate with us hitting that milestone and not too far after that kidder we're gonna hit our three-year uh anniversary on this show so some big milestones coming up if you're just tuning in oh you're in for a lot of fun uh as we kind of get into uh the spring and uh some of the fun that we can have with our guests i, I mean listen if you didn't see our two-year anniversary, I mean, like, everybody was there. And I mean, everybody was there. It was it was quite the shindig. So, yeah, some big things to look yeah. forward to. Even Clinton Cunanan from Another Lost Year and playing with Blacklight District showed up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too many podcasts of our uh, <clears throat> size and scale that get, you know, a rock star or a current touring rock star to show up on your anniversary stream. It, it happens. Like, oh, Richard Patrick of Filter. I, I mean, if you think you'd pick up the phone. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple years, but... <clears throat> yeah, you're now a classic rock DJ, so it's a, clearly you got to call like Aerosmith and Top Betty. That's a that's a joke. It's something that was said before we uh, before the show started. And uh, that's what you call a callback. But unfortunately, only Kidder and I know. So we should get out of here, Kidder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. So for uh, Howard Blues, who thinks he's funny, thinks he's funny. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder, saying, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beer Blues BS. Keep your glass at least half full. I know this isn't half full, but uh, it is whiskey. Good stuff. Keep it maybe a third full, but the thing is keep it at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and... 
We're going to catch you on down that uh, living it up while we're going down Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode of Beer Blues. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I can believe it. Do I not know something that's a huge pet peeve of mine? Me showing up late all the time? Nah, nah. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, it bothers me okay bothers me uh listen you know it's not like we have ever said hey we are recording exactly at you know x you know it's not like we have that hard fast i I mean apparently i i don't know (laughs) this this, here here side tangent to my tangent (laughs) <laughs> I am I am such the most relevant uh, host on this show. I didn't realize that they had t- changed the name of Twitter to X until like maybe a day or two ago when I saw an interview with Elon Musk and they're like, you know, CEO of X and they had to put in parentheses Twitter. I'm like, did they change the name of Twitter? Yeah, that's that's how, uh, you know, like with the times i am uh yeah because the x gonna give it to you yeah no i here's here's <laughs> here's my pet peeve kidder uh okay because it is bothering me and so it's what i'm working on it's what i'm looking down for uh i when i paint miniatures for like a board game or any like game like that that has art uh, I try to paint the pieces to match the art. That way, when you like get your card, you know, for that character, I, I go, oh, okay, he's supposed to look like this. He has these color schemes. I can find the model out of all of the model. But here's my problem, Kidder, is when you can't find the whole art and the art that you do have is missing like half the model. So that's well, the art I have. You have to cut it in half. Clearly. Well, well, but here's the thing. Like, he's got this really kind of cool shoulder armor. Yeah, he's gonna... gone. He's gone. Just cut yeah. it off. No, it, it, it's cool. I want to paint it, but I don't know what color to paint it. And the only art I have is this bit of art on the card that doesn't have it because it's cut off. And I have spent the last, like, what time is it now? The last, like, 20-some minutes, like, searching privateer presses page their facebook page on their on their page like when you go to the store when it shows this figure you know what it gives me
gives me just the like gray render of the model. Like this is not helpful. So I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with that. But yeah, that's my pet peeve is when I was like, nope, sorry, we can't give you the uh, actual color of the model that you're trying to paint. Good luck. So there, there's, there's a little tangent. Anyway. Wouldn't be the triple B if we weren't uh, a ranting and a raven. Where are the ravens at? Uh, Baltimore, I believe. Didn't know if the murder bird asked for backup. Uh, I mean, you never know. Although he is the murder bird, and I doubt he actually needs backup. <laughs>